Ladies and gentlemen, oh, gentlemen, shit. gentlemen. Oh shit! Tell me, David. Tell me. So it didn't really matter. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it didn't really matter. I didn't hit record then, no. But that those things always go at the beginning of the videos. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, people? Oh shit, we're saying hello already. Hello. Welcome. Hello and welcome to the this is the fifth. This is our one month anniversary, fifth? Toby. Oh. Yeah, and I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask the question that's on everybody's mind. When'd you get me? Hmm. When did I get you? What'd you get me for our anniversary? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I'm looking for a present. Topic. You got? Oh, you brought me a topic. That's right. Just for you. I'm excited to hear about it. Do I also have like a multiple? Yeah. I get multiple choices. Yeah. All right. Right. Well, again, hello and welcome to this, the fifth episode of A Drink and a Joint with Toby and Davey. I'm Davey. I'm Toby. Yeah, that's Toby. Um, Toby just recently had a birthday, so tell him happy birthday. Yeah, He's turned yesterday. 27. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good one. I had a good... It was okay. It was it This was is right. the year that all the great musicians die, so at the end of the year, I'll know if I'm, I was good or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you make it through. Uh, but uh, let's see. What are you drinking today? I'm on some margaritas. I'm doing some tequila yeah. and margaritas. All right, today. Margaritaville margaritas. Yeah, yeah that's it's like Stan's up. dad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's gone. Um, <laughs> I am drinking some of Georgia Winery's Dreadhead Red, mm. and it is a nice dry red. I like it. We, today we got some Alabama Kush. Alabama Kush, the Alabama yeah. Slammer from the South, from the South. I stay on Kushes. That's why they call yeah. me Kush. Yeah, that's what's up. Know. Yeah, Toby's Toby's rapist name is uh, Cushing, mm. which is is Makes fl- sense it's fitting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got a cushiony face. All the fur. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it's about. Mm. Um, but on this show. What we do is we we have a drink and we have a joint or five and <laughs> we discuss a topic um, and we usually switch between us every week about with, with who does the topic. Last week yeah. uh, we did <coughs> moon landing conspiracies, yeah, which was, I provided. That was, fun. that was fun, and we also started a new tradition of um, <clears throat> doing a little bit of news. Before we get into them, and this week it was my turn to okay. get to do the news. So last week Toby did, um, <coughs> last week on a drink and a joint, Toby um, reported <coughs> stalking stories. And <coughs> you gonna let me fucking finish? You just gonna oh, I'm already getting it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fine. Rude. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, today we're going with uh, just like creepy. We're going creepy. We're going okay. creepy stories. Um, like mysterious kind of creepy? Or like Yes. Okay. And also just like fucking creepy. Yeah. Uh, this first one is called The Westfield Watcher. Okay. Are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. I'm sorry. Right. 
A family in Westfield, New Jersey, fled from their $1.3 million home after receiving horrifying letters from someone called The Watcher. The Watcher claimed to have been tasked with watching the house, and he reportedly asked the former owners to bring him young blood. The family had three children, and they were referenced in the letters. Quote-unquote, I am pleased to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me, one letter said. Another asked, have they found what is hidden in the walls yet? In time they will. The news story broke this summer when the family sued the former inhabitants of the house for not telling them about it. Yeah. So they were like, you owe me money because what the fuck? Yeah. You that's not like a haunted house. That. That's a no, fucking that's somebody. real person yes. that's going to fuck with you. Um, a little bit different. Would you like to hear what's in the letters? Yeah. Hear was, some stuff in the letters? Um, according to the lawsuit, the Watcher began their correspondence with the, the Broadduses. That was the family that that was living there. Um, in a letter dated June 4th, 2014. Oh, that was a bad... Yeah. Er, Excuse. Um, a key theme appears to be the Watcher's uh, familial connection to the house. So, like, his, his family has mm. been Watchers of that house. Which, like, what is in up what with way? that what house? You, like, watching over the house, but... The not watcher. letting anyone move and they didn't own the house yeah so what the fuck right. is that why are you watching over someone else's house right uh, like it's uh, maybe it's like a lineage of people like trying to keep what's in the house there or trying to feed what's in the, I don't know it's yeah um, they said you'd find what's in the walls right yeah mm. um, let's see uh, the house has been the subject of my family for decades so this is what's in the letters he said that um <laughs> I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. The house's second yeah. coming. Uh, my grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched in the 1960s. It is now my time. In the same letter, he, said, he threatened the plaintiffs and their children. He's like, now that they have it, now they have it to flaunt it, they pay the price. Mm-hmm. I guess talking about the girls. Um, and also... Bad move. You don't want to make 657 Boulevard unhappy. Mm. Uh, and I asked the Woods, the previous owners, to bring me young blood. Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. Um, what the fuck? And then the he asked the couple in the letter, Why are you here? I will find out. And do you need to fill the house with young blood, as I requested? Um, and then you've got... The second and third letters, which is... uh, The following passages purportedly appeared in two letters, dated June 18th and July 18th of 2014. Um, It is not precisely clear which passages appeared in which letters. We've listed them in order. So here we go. Uh, Have they found what is in the walls yet? In time they will. I am pleased to know that your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me. Have you found all the secrets it holds? Uh, Will the young bloods play in the basement? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. Uh, it will help me to know who is in what? which bedroom. Then I can plan better. Uh, all of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the watcher and have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you as it was their time to move on and so kindly sold it when I asked them to. Oh, See, that doesn't make sense either. So he, he, think, he thinks he found these new people and he got them there for their children. So it seems like he kind of orchestrated this family moving in. Yeah. Which is like, I got the what? other ones out. Um, 
you have changed it and made it so fancy. Um, mm. The house cries for the past and what used to be in the what used to be in the time when I roamed its halls, when I ran from room to room imagining the life with the rich occupants there. This is just the dude that lost the house to the bank. You think so? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and now I watch and wait for the day when the young blood will be mine again. It's like, why? But why would young blood? Why's it, where, where's that coming from? Yeah. Um, that's, some, that's some old, ancient, creepy shit. That young blood shit. Because they, they sacrifice virgins and kids and shit. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's always been a, a, a part of it. Something about new, fresh blood. Yeah. And then the last, uh, the last correspondence they got was "Stop changing it and let it alone." And that was the last one. Yeah. Huh. And yeah. Then what? Like he, he was like, "Good job." Yeah. You did. I finished my <laughs> Well, they left. Remember, they moved out and okay. sued the sued the oh, other yeah, family. Okay. We're like, "What the fuck is this? Is this your fucking kid doing this? It's crazy." Yeah. All right, that's the that's that one. Um, and now we're going to talk about the girl in the water that, that tank. That never solved. No, it's still going on. They're still trying to figure everything out. These are mysteries, Toby. It's like, dude, but he's watching through the windows all the time. He can't be too far. Like, even, right. I mean, with a binoculars you think that they or something. Just, like, but walk around and knock on doors and be <laughs> yeah, like, like, let me it, see your handwriting. Yeah, he's got to like, be, like, within sight mm-hmm. of the house, right? So, shit. You'd think. Um... Uh, now we're going to talk about the girl in the water tank. This is Eliza Lamb. Have you heard of that? Have you heard of Eliza Lamb? Okay. I don't think so. Well, good go on, go on. Eliza Lamb's death is both creepy and deeply sad. The 21-year-old Canadian tourist body was found floating in the water tank of a Los Angeles hotel after being up there for 19 days. Yes. You know who Dude, I'm talking about? Yeah. Dude, it's so fucked up. <coughs> during, the, during the time when she was in the water tank... Hotel guests had been using the water to shower, brush teeth, and drink. The water tank was covered, and the roof door was locked, but the story doesn't stop there. The night of her death, Lamb was recorded acting erratically in an elevator, pressing buttons, running in and out, and acting like she was hiding from someone who couldn't be seen on camera. Her death was ruled an accident. But that's what I don't... It's not an accident, because she couldn't have shut herself in the water tank. The way those water tanks are set up... Oh, that was the one... She wouldn't have been able... The the video and the elevator. She's like jumping... And then, like, at one point, she, like, gets to the edge of the door of it and starts, like, cringing up and doing, like, these weird opening hand motions. Like, and then she's just gone. What do they surmise is wrong with her? Then, like... I don't, like they're like people just don't fucking know what was happening. Yeah. Well, that hotel's supposed to be um, haunted, like haunted, or, or, or she was on drugs, and, like full of serial or, killers and stuff like that. You know, yeah. <laughs> fucking L.A. man, come to the hotel. We're known for our serial killers. I mean, that's what we got here. I ain't trying to sugarcoat it. Got one per hallway. <laughs> All right, and this one, um, the this is about you know, uh, you know, Bumblebee, the the tuna. The tuna place, Bumblebee. Okay. Um, in 2012, Jose Milena was doing repairs inside of a giant oven at the Bumblebee Foods factory, but his co-workers didn't check the oven first before loading 12,000 pounds of tuna into the oven and turning it on. Milena was cooked to death inside of the oven, and the company was ordered to pay $6 million for willfully violating worker safety rules. Yeah. That's fucked up. That also happened they did on in L.A. Well, the guy didn't know he was in there, yeah, and, but they okay. still they put 12,000 pounds of tuna in there. Could you not be like the dude in the back being like, yo, 
Yo, I'm. Hey, yeah. don't keep loading this. I I'm in here working. Please, hey. But he didn't. So I, he didn't. I don't, don't fucking know. He's just. Did Did he come hey. out in tune camps? I mean, you press. I mean, you'd say, but like, I don't know how much of him made it out of there. Yeah, how much of him made it out? Because you know they didn't catch it like before they got like a hand or something in there. Yeah. You know, um, let's see the cell phone stalker. Let's see, the mysteries. Okay, it was a mystery. <laughs> in 2007, a Washington family became the victims of an elaborate <coughs> cell phone stalker. Their 16-year-old daughter, Courtney's phone, would send text messages by itself and would p- reportedly even turn itself on. Family members began receiving phone calls containing death threats or voicemail recordings of private family conversations, including conversations with the police about the stalker. Um, the stalker knew details about what the family members were doing or wearing, and the creepiest thing of all is that all of the calls trace back to the same family cell phones. Yeah. Um, even after changing numbers and getting new phones, this still happened. The police were at a loss as to what was happening or how, so he's a because good you hacker, shouldn't be maybe? able. Yeah, because like that's high level. Because you really, yeah. sh- you still shouldn't be able to make it look like they're coming from their yeah. phones. It was um, good. Yeah, he's, he's best back. hacker in the world, and he's using it to, to fuck with this one family. Yeah, that seems like a waste. Yeah, of a good talent. All right, now this one, this one's pretty crazy, um, <clears throat> and this is about uh, some burglars who found, um, who burglars went into a house to rob it and found decomposing bodies of the people that lived there with suicide notes. But no clear sign of or cause of death. Yeah. Um, so. So the, these some, guys pulled uh, called in. They 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 broke into this house to rob it, and then they uh, they saw what it was. They saw the bodies there. They saw the suicide notes, and they were like, "This is fucked." So they called the police on themselves. Um, and so the burglars in question thought that they were in for a regular night of Irish burgling when they realized something was wrong with the house. Not only did the home not have any good stuff, but the house smelled like death. And they knew what death smelled like. Oh, well, yeah. You know. You know what death smells like. I know you guys know what death smells like. It always it always smells the same. And, you know, which was fair because people were home but indeed had been dead for months. Rather than scrubbing their DNA from the scene and making a run for it before they were accused of a double homicide, the would-be robbers took their chances by calling their enemies the caps. Yep. <laughs> the, the, the only this is so natural I gotta call <laughs> predator of the cops. <clears throat> and this is when things get creepy, Toby. For one thing, the bodies of Julia Holmes and Thomas Ruddle were found together with multiple pages of suicide notes and a rifle alongside them, but there was no evidence that the rifle had been discharged or any sign of bullet wounds on the bodies. Wait, they found suicide notes on the robbers? No, they found suicide notes on the bodies. Okay, I was like, maybe they go around and they use, like, uh, nicin or some fucking poison. They've been dead for months. Yeah. Maybe it makes the body months ago. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And they just poured some acid on them in it. Oh, no. Mm. That's interesting. Let's see here. Um, let's see. What was that? Uh, but no evidence that the rifle had been discharged. Any sign of runs on the body. So then authorities sent away for a toxicology examination thinking poison, again, like you just said, was the most likely cause of death for the pair, according to the first round of toxicology pours. 
It wasn't poison, Toby. Mm. It was not poison. They didn't go out. What was that? I'll tell you. At least not a kind of poison authorities can detect after two months of decay. The next hunch of the police was Colonel Mustard in the farmhouse with a candlestick. Little joke. However, while the first toxicology report was inconclusive, there is no chance that the couple died violently, so death by candlestick was ruled out. (laughs) Authorities did, however, figure out that the body of Julia Holmes was not really a Julia Holmes, but Cecilia Julia McKitterick, a cold-blooded con woman with 40 aliases, one abandoned child, three husbands, two stepdaughters who she violently abused in the 80s, 27 months of jail time, and a string of fraud accusations trailing from Ireland to Texas. She was wanted by Irish police and the FBI, but pretty much no one else had no one. Uh, but pretty much no one else, as her own son-in-laws refused to claim her ashes after her cremation. Damn. Months before her death, Holmes told contract workers she was dying of cancer, so she didn't have to pay them for their work. Dude, forty aliases. You got to be a little <laughs> schizophrenic, though, if you can handle that many backstories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but how different do you think they were, though? Yeah. Like, they'd probably just be, like, slight variations of the name. I guess so, yeah. An occupation. Yeah. But if they were detailed. Yeah. I'm just I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the town treasurer. Everyone, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Let's see. Um, a few years before that, she told people she was pregnant at age 59. We're guessing no one listened to her until after her death when they found a gravestone on the family plot for the treasured baby daughter of Thomas and Julie Ruddle, dated 2011. Um, not only has nobody figured out how Thomas and Julia died, no one has the guts to dig into their alleged baby's grave to see if there's really a yeah, person well, in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so you know, like, uh, Cradle well, Robin and Grave Robin? Yeah. That's Cradle Grave Robin. <laughs> yeah, Grave Cradle Robin. Um, Alright, and uh, this is the last one. And this is uh, this is about some... Ceramic lawn statues stalking a family. Oh, I oh, like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see, yeah. Um, this family is from California, um, and they found out the hard way about these fucking oh like God. gnomes. I, I well, they're like different animals, yeah. the different like fucking ceramic animals. Uh, the family yeah. stepped out one morning into the Southern California sun to discover they had a couple new yard companions, a group of ceramic garden statues. At first, they dismissed them as a harmless prank perpetrated by the town's cutest hooligans. Yeah. It's like, oh, some kids. Yeah. yeah. But then they kept coming. This is a neighbor that wanted them to move out. Maybe. <laughs> from July to August, over 50 statues turned up, ranging from garden gnomes to lions and bunnies. Not all yeah. of them were in good condition. Many were broken and chipped, seeking safety of their own, <laughs> with their own kind in what they could only assume was a refuge for lawn statues. Yeah. By the time the homeowners contacted the sheriff, there were dozens of statues around their house, some of them facing the front door as if the, fam- as if the family's mother said they were plotting against us. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, this isn't the only occasion of garden gnome uh, pack mentality in Plymouth, England. One woman awoke to find that there were a hundred green garden gnomes camped in front in her front yard. Yeah, yeah. Do you know about that society that um, they like redeem garden gnomes? There's like a society of people that go steal garden gnomes and let them free, and they take pictures all over the world and send them to of the them, family. Yeah, of them listen. freeing the That's garden real, gnomes. Yeah. That's so weird. How? Like, what does that mean though? Freeing they just, the garden gnomes. It's, it's, they're supposed to be magical creatures, right? Mm-hmm. Like that only move when you don't look at them. But somebody, but somebody you know? made that garden gnome. 
It's not like it's a gnome that just like uh, Pinocchio every- was made, and he turned into a real boy. Yeah. So if you just make something that basic shape, no, no, you have to believe and have the spirit inside you. You know what? You what know. Okay, so you can. Thing. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I know the song, Toby. Yeah. <laughs> we bring things to life all the time with that song. I don't know. So what do you question? You should know better I mean, than anybody. I just. It, oh man. You really think our gnomes start I, frolicking about? I have an inkling mm. that they might. They might. I don't know. Do you want your multiple questions? Yeah, ready? I guess we're ready for it. That was the news this week, guys. Hope you liked it. It. I mean, yeah. Most of that was from like a cracked article. Dude, I, like I got yeah. That's they're good. good. All right, so let's see. You ready? Mm-hmm. Who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, shit. Okay. All I right. do. Tell me. All right, so. Do you think, A, Walt Disney, Nazi frozen in space? Wait, wait, wait. What's the question? No, this is the question is what is the theme? Oh, Remember? okay. You yeah. asked you the same <laughs> question. Okay, so Walt Disney, Nazi frozen in space, or the inventor <laughs> of your childhood dreams? <laughs> they could be all the same person. I don't know. Mm. B, Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> oh, go- that was just one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so B, Yo Gabba Gabba, or Go Grab a Childa. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so C, Muppets. Did they cause 9-11? <laughs> oh, shit. And D, a look into theme park hierarchies. A look into theme park hierarchies. Now, that one's... <laughs> That one seems the most real out of all because these. It's, yeah, it's a but you could have just blown up and juiced up the Walt Disney one to yeah. throw me off. And you can. Yeah, and Yo Gabba no. Gabba is a crazy show. Hmm. Do I get a lifeline? Um. Can we start? Wait, what does that mean? Lifelines? Is that a? What was the lifeline? Is that when a lifeline was like I could call a friend. I could get a fifty-fifty. Or okay. All right. What's what's a fifty fifty? Just give me a or, yeah. Are you 50, gonna call somebody? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can implement that later. It's like you call in a friend. Well, to, or give me fifty fifty. Tell tell me which the no. Take out not. two wrong ones. <laughs> <laughs> Just guess. Um, eeny meeny miny C. C Muppets did they cause nine eleven? Yeah. It's right and wrong. It's wrong. Okay, because it's. E, the uh, the one that wasn't there. All of the above. You should have known. It's all of the above. It was me. You should have known. Okay. I love that answer. Uh, and I always wished all of the above would have been on Millionaire. Okay, so I'm always gonna and pick all of the above. There. You didn't even give me an all of the above. Damn. That's why it's a secret. How do all of these things it's come together? Holy shit. So the theme, how they all come together, is kid conspiracies. Oh, these are kid conspiracies. Yeah, these are like that wasn't a choice. I know it was E. Oh my god, you set me up. You, you set me up to fail. I had to get it in there once. So okay, I had to get in all the above. Bearded trickster. (laughs) So okay, I'll start with uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. Okay, have you ever seen it before? That's the. It's these guys. If, if you need a picture. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, yes. You've got the. You've got your guy yeah. that looks like Richard Iode, kind of like leading the band. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. And DJ Lance. Different. 
is his name. DJ Lance. He's a DJ, and he lives in this void and has these characters that uh, he pulls out of a box. They're all in the box, and he allows them to come out and puts them back in. He plays with them he in this little house. Their, yeah. Their box. Okay. So anyway. So pocket dimension crazy creatures that he wills to life with his imagination. Yeah. So he's yeah. basically like the proxy of a child in the show. So he's like you in the show. I so suppose, he's like, yeah. And playing with your toys yeah. is what it's kind of seemingly speaking of. So, okay, so at the beginning of the show, D- DJ Lance pulls each of the characters out of the case and they immediately spring to life. We're supposed to believe it's a result of the power of magic, but wouldn't anyone be thrilled to get out of a box at the end of the show when DJ Lance decides they've been out long enough the characters beg and plead not to go back in the box, but it's too late. These are the rules, and this is how things work around here. Sure, it's a cute should kids show, but it's almost exactly the same plot of the 2009 horror movie, The Collector. Oh, sh- when damn. he would keep people yeah. in and let them out. Yeah. So first thing, uh, Broby. He's the green guy. Green. Broby. Yeah, Broby. Okay. He knows absolutely nothing. In the birthday episode, we learn that Broby is three and a half years old. A child should have an extensive vocabulary, ability to run and jump, and should recognize most numbers and letters. And he knows almost nothing. He's asked if he knows the features of his face, and he has no idea. And at year like one or so, they start they learn their own face and right. facial features. And uh, he constantly gets confused about basic tasks, you know, that should be simple to a kid that age, but not to a kid that had been kidnapped. Mm. Wouldn't have have developed as early. So. These no are thing. dark. Are they all uh, dark? I, well, I don't know. Okay. Okay, so they all horribly disfigured. Uh, it shows a lot of people coming in and see, and other guests coming in and being like, ah, and being afraid. Like, Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, it's... Oh, like, they fuck, look fucked that's... up, and then they get to know them, and they see that they're just a kid, you know? So, these are... Hmm. Yeah. It's very strange. Okay, so... Like like Jack Black came on one and he did that. He's like was disgusted by him and didn't want to talk to him and and was like talking to DJ Lance like oh these kids are just, you know like and then he realized they were normal, and so that uh you know that kind of brings up the question of why people see them as disfigured you know yeah. why people see them as odd. So they are just supposed to be children. Yeah, they're just kids, you know. But again, why do people? Yeah, why do people see them like that? The next character is Plex. He's a robot. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's considered magic. It's uh, it's clear that he's the oldest of the group. He can do mental tasks like uh, pick up pine cones and uh, you know collect them from trees. And he knows the answers to things quicker than the others. And it would make sense that the other kids would look up to the oldest, smartest one as like a robot that could do right. anything. You know, because he had developed bef- enough before he got kidnapped that he would you know be able to keep up. And he uh, and they al- he always brings celebrities on. Plex, yeah. the guy, uh, is always one that brings celebrities on, and it's they, uh, it's a theory that that's him. He just knows how to turn on the TV, yeah, and they don't know what he's doing. And he he's the one who brings celebrities into their life and makes them happy, just because they don't understand how to yeah. work the television, you know. And uh, okay, some dumb fucking kids, that yeah, got snatched up, yeah. and there's just this one kind of one that just knows a little bit older, yeah. Deep. Oh man, <clears throat> there's Google. He's uh he's like real sad and like crying. A sad shark. Yeah, and he looks like one of the other characters, but the other character only has one eye, and he has two eyes. But he's always crying, and he doesn't live with the other kids. So, anyway, he's constantly crying and appears sporadically on the show, and you never learn why he's crying. Uh, 
think that it's a kid that refuses to be brainwashed like the others and just wants to go back home right. and he'll never allow this to happen and he'll be tortured if he tells the others about the you know them him brainwashing them and that's why he's crying but never revealing actually what's wrong and uh he's kept away from the other kids you know so he only he only sees them some of the time and he's he's very similar to another character Muno but that's the one without the eye so again he'd be scared to being tortured if he did anything right. wrong and yeah you know, it seems so funny so anyway the last one is uh they know nothing beyond their tiny living area see like he's in the void right and he's just got a table and he's got four rooms that they're allowed to be in and like okay so there's four small areas that make up gaba land as you see Fuck. above each area is somewhat small in size and together would make up enough space for a large house right uh these this is the whole world that these <laughs> characters know and all you can see is an empty void beyond the table. And this is because the children aren't allowed to leave the house, so they have no idea or can even imagine what would be outside of the land they know. And allows them out in a designated area to play, and then when he feels uh, like they should, and back in their cages when he feels like they've had enough time After 30 minutes go. a day. Yeah. 30 minutes a day is and, all this. Yeah, the last, you're a monster, DJ Lance. Just let those <laughs> kids go home. <laughs> but that was a, uh, yeah. Yo, Gabba Gabba, yo, grab a kid. Yo, yeah. grab a kid. <laughs> I don't know. That was good. That was a pretty interesting one. But, uh, Damn. Take, that's crazy, uh, though. I know. What do, you th- what do you think about that one? I, I enjoy that one. That's really that's really interesting about... Oh, man. the. I really just like the juxtaposition of it also being just actual children that he's kidnapped. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of... Uh, Fucking oh come on! That, what was that show? Don't hug me. I'm yeah, scared. Don't hug me. I'm if scared. If you guys haven't seen Don't Hug Me, I'm scared. This is a plug for that. The yeah, today's episode that is pretty amazing. Is, yes, there's a lot of theories about that. Very similar thing about him, the uncle kidnapping kids. And yeah, then, yeah, kidnapping kids in like the Very 1950s, weird. I think, and and they're just kind of like brainwashed by TV. It's it's super yeah. creepy. <laughs> it's puppets. It it's like. The beginning of it starts out like a kid's show, but then it just unravels into just nonsense. It's pretty great. <coughs> I forgot that I brought a notebook <coughs> to take notes. <coughs> what do you got so far? <laughs> Nothing yet. Okay. I forgot I brought the notebook. Oh, yeah, you just... You just said that. I, 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 it clears I had your, just said that. It clears my memory like 10 seconds. Yeah. Real quick. Like, wow, huh? Yeah, let me get let me get one of them. What's our next one? Is it Walt Disney and space zombies and shit? It's yo, a little bit about yo, Disney. grab a kid. Um, I think I'll actually. Yeah, a little bit about Walt Disney and a little bit about the parks and. Something about the parks. I've always see. I grew up going to Disney like every yeah, year. Yeah, see, that's crazy. His dad uh, is obsessed with with yeah, Disneyland. They love Disney World. It's your dad. Yeah, you can't say they. It's your yeah, dad. Yeah, my mom probably is not. She hates it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So I grew up just going to these parks and you know, seeing them being you know mesmerized. What was the What was the craziest like, thing that? I remember going back and tripping at one point. Oh, at, at the, we need to do that Space soon. We need to take the girls. Yeah, we need to take the girls to Disney World. 
I don't know if you want to. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. No, nah, I just don't want to be taken to Disneyland jail. <coughs> yes. Alright, so I'm gonna start out with uh oh, good. I'm start out positive and nine conspiracy theories <coughs> that have been proven false to kinda get those out of the way. <coughs> um one is the obvious first one that his body <coughs> is cryogenically frozen and somewhere on the grounds of Disneyland. So I just want to run through these and kind of uh, touch on the fact that they've been proven wrong. Uh, you know, they've been talked to the family. They've had they've let people in with cameras and into the other areas of Disney and things like that. And absolutely no proof whatsoever. And uh, let's see. He created Mickey Mouse by himself. <coughs> right. Another one. He, he um, took credit, right? Yeah, he did. And it was taken from uh, Oswald bastard. the Lucky Rabbit. <laughs> yeah. was the original one. And he, he had taken that from another writer, another uh, character. <coughs> um, oh, there's a, yeah, there's a theory that he is hidden in the Haunted Mansion ride. Oh, his skeleton? Um, oh, well, or, or like a hologram ghost. Yeah, that he comes out and he's been in there and he's in the back and that's not him. Uh, that's just someone, <coughs> that's just a regular person. But it's just created into a theory, you know. <coughs> Another one's about where he's born. They thought he was born in uh, Illinois. <laughs> oh my God. And he, uh, he was born in Chicago, in fact. Oh. These are quick. These are just getting out of the way Chicago. so we can talk, you know. Um, Chicago, the land of... The, the windy, windy city, isn't it? Yeah. The, the windy, the windy gospel choir enamel. Yeah. <laughs> paint. paint. What? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Windy gospel choir enamel paint. It could have been a Funkadelic song, bro. Yeah. Windy gospel choir. Yeah. And forget the rest. Paint. Yeah. <laughs> That's, so, a, that's like a print song. Uh, a lot of people think that he left video instructions on how to run the park and like his oh, the, like um, old school his ideals, methods, and things that he wanted implemented. You know, like that. Do you think that he could have like downloaded his consciousness into into his hologram? Well, his likeness, I'm sure, but well, yeah, his, his consciousness, his consciousness. I, mean, I would like anybody, to believe. I don't know if the consciousness can live. Uh, outside of a organic body, you know, right? Like because of a soul, or like because of whatever? Because of just the con- the consciousness itself, I think has to have an organic body to be in. Well, if you could map a brain, Catch. did you get it? No. <laughs> if a conscious, mm-hmm. if a conscious, if a brain could be like um, emulated with with technology, like with microchips and things like yeah. that microchips motherboards yeah things you of think that nature that could be i mean well they are built from organic materials there are a lot of metals and yeah. motherboards things i don't know there's a chance that a consciousness could live in a small piece of metal and uh i definitely believe the yeah. possibility of because like they say like crystals and becoming, even like water can uh, hold memory yeah download yourself so, into some water bro and just flow forever. Yep. So, uh, yeah, again, no evidence of this, but it's uh, highly debated. Another one was that he was an anti-Semite, which I, I've i always wondered because yeah, there, there was it, some propaganda films um, that he had put out. Well, I wouldn't call them propaganda films. Like, they, uh, they kind of lighten uh, the idea of Nazism. You yeah. Know? It's like they, they kind of... Uh, 
make you feel for it because it's a little boy. You yeah. know, the, well, like the, Donald the focus Duck. is the around. Donald Duck one you're talking about? No, this is they he made ones with uh it was a little boy that oh. was in the Nazi regime and it was like um just basically him growing up and it's like kind of like bad Nazis, but look at this little boy and how sweet he is and it kind of just kind of lightened it up okay. even though it was obviously it pushing them. against it, yeah. It showed like the weakest young man trying to just be strong and yeah. you know and it was it was weird and kind of pushing on that line, but again, no no real proof of that. He worked with a lot of Jewish people, and uh, there a lot of people came out and said that uh, there were anti Semites working in the corporation, but they were Jewish people as well. So it, I don't think he was necessarily wow. Like, and there's there'll be further proof of that later. Um, <laughs> So there's another myth about that he left money in his will for the first man who managed to get pregnant, <laughs> which is super weird, right? That's He's like, I think it's awesome. He yeah. should just, I think you know, if, mm, or he'd be like, I want a baby, or he, or someone said that it'll be possible one day. He's like, you know what? I'll bet yeah. you, I will leave all my money to the motherfucker that gets pregnant in my will. How about that? You Jewish bastard! Oh, bleep! He bleeped that out. And um, no, it was double. No, on, I um, didn't say that. Well, no, I was saying, yeah, that. that's what I'm saying on TV when he was there. Yeah, but um, but no, and I do wonder that because yeah, he made up the term Imagineer, right? And like he was an imagining imaginative engineer. I guess yeah. is what he's saying. He he loved the future. You know, he loved uh, making uh, wild accusations about yeah. the future. And he loved investing in technologies. Well, yeah, because like know. Epcot Center and like all that. Oh stuff. yeah, that's. Yeah, future land, tomorrow yeah. land. I think tomorrow, it's called, yeah. tomorrow place. Yeah. Um, next next weekers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next weekers. Like. That's pretty good. And uh, see, the last couple is that, this is what your uh, life will be like on the in other the next side. two weeks. <laughs> oh yeah, they just can, they only can see a week or two. They're clairvoyant. It's like you just kind of like slightly yeah. fatter. <laughs> <laughs> So they also they think the uh, the Walt Disney writing because they named it a Walter Graph, that that the Disney writing you know yeah and mm. yeah that's not his handwriting so people right. just make that shit up yeah it's just a that's a hobby are you, you talking about the Walt yeah the, the like D's crazy stuff? letter I used yeah. to I used to I kind of do my D's like I think that's a sick D right there yeah. let me see that D. It's I it's kinda like my backwards D a little bit with that line okay. and do that. Yeah. So yeah. I used to oh, do them like that, like a That's pretty like cool. Like that, but I do them like this now, which I think is cooler. Do them like that and like this and like that. Oh, I throw that nice little and then you got the G in there. Bam. That's okay. Good. That's good. Yeah, that line through is kinda like it. Yeah. But again, that was not based on him, that was based on different writer. Whoa! That was, yeah, that was the thunder. <laughs> Bring in the thunder. Thunder. Okay. Um. <coughs> okay. Chocolate thunder. All right, so now I'm going to keep I'm keep on Walt Disney for a second. Yeah, let's do it. Keep on trucking. And um, these are 17 true facts okay, about Walt em. Disney and give me, his give me, parks. Give me, give me, give me, give me. So, uh... Disneyland grew out of Walt Disney's obsession with trains. So when he was a young kid, he loved building trains, and he made he uh, engineered trains like that he could ride on through his house. Like when he was real young, 
he made ones big enough that him and his family could do, you know, little rides in his house, you, basically. You think he was like a little... Like, with tracks, and he, he made the engines for him and stuff. He, was, he really wanted to be a conductor. He yeah. wanted to work with that's, trains. That's a lot more than just conducting. That's like... Well, yeah, an engineer. Like, well, if I can't have a train conduct, at yeah. six years old, I'm going to build a train yeah. at six years old. I, yeah. <laughs> I got to drive this train. Yeah. And he want, you know, he had the that's idea... That's crazy. I... Theme parks that were already in existence, you know, like the idea of that yeah. was there, and there was small ones and wood ones, stuff like but that. Wasn't but wasn't he kind of like? But were he, they not kind of poorish. I guess so, but he went around, found metals, and he, you know, read books, and he. I'm running the scrapyard. Yeah, I'm going. Who's I'm letting this it. little kid with a mustache? Yeah. I knew he had it at seven. I bet he had a mustache. Child, child with a mustache. Yeah. What do you? Get what do you want? Go on, get. get. Man. Ah, oh, you little so, scamp. Here's your metal scraps. Go build your train. I believe in you. <laughs> that that boy, that little Walt. Yeah. He you favors that keep him little mind. boy. Little... Never mind. Not He's like either. Michael Jackson when he became 35. Be careful. What? When he became yeah. 35. Oh, oh Disney was like Michael Jackson when he was like 10. You hear us? When he, that's, that's, I don't that know may be controversial. Good. I don't know if we're getting a little controversial. It, yeah. I don't know if you guys are going to like this, but here we go. We're going to shoot it straight <laughs> to you. Walt Disney, Michael Jackson, 36 Boom. years old, same person. <laughs> same person, same, yeah. That's same where spirit. their paths intersected. Yeah, they were both Imagineers. You know, you bet your ass they were. And they both made little uh, theme parts in their own house. They did, <laughs> for children that, that weren't theirs. Yep. Look at all this. I don't think Walt Disney You should look at the dance, evidence, though. We will, we will put a chart below this video <laughs> or this podcast. We're going to start doing charts, Toby. That's All your right. job. Since I'll just I edit chart. everything, you got to do the charts. You, you better learn how to do these chart. PowerPoints, bro, because every video, we're going to have a PowerPoint video to play in tandem with it. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of work we to do We have a today. presentation yeah. today. We have a presentation exactly. tomorrow, Toby. Uh, two was uh, the theme park's opening was a complete disaster. So basically, um, they opened. They announced their opening, the most amazing theme park. Uh, let's see in what fifty five. They were open in Disneyland first, and uh, you know they they uh, put out ads and stuff about it's the happiest place dedicated to ideals, dreams, and the hard facts that created America. You know, like, they went hard sell. Yeah, on the hard facts that created America. Yeah. <laughs> Racism, slavery. Yeah. And they put them out persecution for about a year before yeah. they opened, just flooded them all <laughs> over the place. So when they opened in 55, uh, they had 6,000 tickets to be issued. Tickets. Tickets. <laughs> to be issued to the members of the press, sponsors, and construction workers and their families. That was the only people that were supposed to come. It's kind of like Cartman's thing, you remember? Right. Cartman Land, where uh, only he was allowed in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, I don't really want so, the construction workers here, dear. They'll get it dirty. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the day it opened, uh, they, they had these tickets that were like just a piece of paper that said Disneyland on them, like really easy to forge. And so it ended up being almost 30,000 fucking people showed up to a park that was supposed to have 6,000 in it that day. And they did not prepare for this. And due to the overcrowding, the plumber quit. And so they didn't have working bathrooms or working water fountains. They ran out of food within hours. 
They didn't have, it, you know, broken down. Everything's breaking down. So yeah. Used way too much. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> that's like how much they were supposed to have within a month right. or something, you know? And it, they wore out. So the bearings good, were breaking down. But it fucking, worked, though. The hard sell worked. Yeah. It got everybody there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what that is about. I never really thought of it. That's what that's about. The carbon lamp thing. Does but, it um, have anything? I heard that also the the pavement was still soft. Oh. And like women's shoes were like sinking oh. into the pavement and stuff because they were walking around in high heels. I had heard that. That's, it was so fresh. They just said, throw it up. Yeah. Like, Get here. <laughs> Pour this. We open in three hours. You pour the cement, but you they pour got this asphalt. So, so really, they get. But they made money from all the um, concessions, and they sold all the tickets still. So, I guess they came out on top. But all the maintenance yeah. they had to do, and like people, you know, act, they're like acting like they're starving and can't like protesting by the end of the day, like pissed that they can't drink water. And well, yeah, you can't drink water. And, Fucking use the toilets, and but like park. still, like you forged the ticket. Yeah, well, the fuck well, 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 for the people who paid though, there were yeah. still people. Well, no, I guess they gave them out the press shit. Yeah, so hmm. Hmm. those people were assholes. They got yeah. a free day at the park, and they were all bitching. But um, people do that. They shitty. But yeah, it turned around. They got uh, great, you know, uh, great response the next time, and it was more under control. They made their tickets way harder to forge, stuff like that. You know. Okay, so number three, uh, there used to be a wonderful Wizard of Bras on site. Have you heard of that before? So there's like Main Street of uh, Magic Kingdom yeah. when you walk in, which uh, I'm going to do a side note. I don't know if this is later in or not, but I want to do a side note of the engineers that built forced perspective on that street like if you take right. a picture down main street and then you take a picture the other direction down main street yeah it looks half as long like it's the they, they made all of the buildings designed perfectly and the, they made everything miniature in the distance so it looks extra far away right and they have they have so much designing on forced perspective to make it seem like this long endless winding road right and then you look down the other way and it's like there's just a bunch of fat people and it's right there <laughs> you know it's like on the way out you see the truth yeah like and mm. on the way in you see the magic yeah cause they're like get the fuck out like yeah. you had your fun when, yeah. once you're on the other direction of Main Street they're pushing you out this is all they all have they have psychological things right. built in to drag you in and make you feel fanciful and then d- literally the other direction going in the park all of your forced perspective is off and now it's not magical you see the backs of things and yeah. it's pushing you out and like it's, I'm I'm tired and yeah. hungry and I don't feel I'm, good and I shouldn't eat so many yeah. goddamn corn dogs yeah. what am I doing and so by Who the end of the day I? that's for turnover you know so they yeah. cuz they fit their capacity and there's people waiting outside yeah. so they have to ha- once you once you hit the end of the park and turn around you want to leave and you're going back. You've seen everything, but now it's the bad side of it. Yeah. It's all directed to bring you in and push you out, so they can get another customer in. You know, yeah. Before the day's over, Man. it's an extra ticket they can get. So, God, yeah, it's so psychologically put together. Which, yeah. by the way, is amazing. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, the ta- the crazy tactics. They I've heard that they also have like an agreement with local law enforcement that like nobody dies yeah. in Disney. What do you mean? Like, they won't pronounce anybody dead okay. in the park? Yeah, just to keep things on It's like, it's the to? happiest place on the earth. Nobody yeah. dies in You're Disney. Right. They die yeah. in the parking lot. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> kick them out. Or they disappear. 
Yeah, so anyway, so on Main Street, uh, one of the stores there originally was this store um, owned by the Hollywood Maxwell Intimate Apparel Shop. And it was a bra store. And it had bras from, like, the 1700s up until modern day. Okay. So you could get weird old bras and you could get brand new ones. And it was like, they had this... uh, that's it's weird. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of strange. It's so hot out here. I want a metal pokey yeah. ass bra. I don't, I don't really uh, get my that. My favorite shop, know. the Wizard of Bras. Yeah. Every 13 year old boy's favorite <laughs> yeah. shop rolling okay, up. Okay, so, but in the back, they had a. Uh, the Wizard of Bras was actually a man <laughs> with a big long beard. It was like something that used from something else. Yeah. And so it was like this old, like, prospector looking dude with a big, you know, like short with a big long white beard. And they dress him up in fucking stockings and bras with tits and, like, look freaky as fuck. And he talked to you when he entered. They had, like, six or seven phrases. That it would say when you walk Can in. I, do you want to do them in like, the old prospector voice? Do you have them? <laughs> I don't have them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but just a handful of things, you know, just like, welcome to the Wizard of Bras. Yeah. So like, you know, shit like that. Well, there's gold up in them hills. Yeah. My gold. I mean, please. <laughs> but they they eventually took it down. There's a picture of him in the background there. You see how like That's, you can almost, that's so creepy. Yeah. Well, come but, on in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. And they kind of made him look like a genie or a gypsy or something like that, too. No, I figure out to cut size with my hand. Yeah. What do you think this is? <laughs> He's going like that, too. He's like, I don't know. I don't know if you should trust me. But um, What year the, was this? That's when they first opened. Okay. And, Damn, and then 50s. So. so dudes walking around in their suits with scotch... Yeah, well, see, it's a family place. It's the happiest place on earth. Yeah, and the first—that's one of the first stores you see when you walk down the thing—is the bras. You know, it's like your kids are there, and they're like, "That is weird. Like, what is that?" And with they had models in the windows wearing the outfits and stuff. You know, kind of weird, especially for the time being a family place to put that. They must have paid Disney a ton of money. Super uncouth, Disney. Yeah, no, he must have got. Got Not a couple very, suitcases full yeah. and was Not like, "Yo, you can be on the front street." <laughs> like, I don't know. That is very weird. I'm gonna cover my head. Vita Coco is not a sponsor. You just said it though. <laughs> that was counterintuitive for sure. Yeah. Oh man, that shit is weird to me though. I can't even get past looking at that robot. Yeah. So a weird thing about it too. The next one was uh, that Disney hated beards, which is weird that the wizard had. He's like, man, again, you pay me so much money. I guess he can have a beard. But he was uh, renowned. <laughs> the for beard like, makes it work. The beard is what sells the wizard yeah. of bras. Like, and with, <laughs> and he's yeah. got a little pussy pen, pencil yeah, mustache like you. Maybe yeah, yeah. Ain't, ain't nobody going in he's, there to it's buy. It's more it. family friendly because it's not a woman. Yeah, I guess that doesn't make sense. But. No. So with no, the, it's a man in drag. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you don't understand, Walt. That's natural. But I'm a fast-talking marketing man. I'm going to bring yeah. you in. I'm going to sit you down. I'm going to give you a drink, <laughs> and then I'm going to sell you on this bearded man wearing a... Bra. Yeah. <laughs> so within a couple and of years... And it's going to be me. <laughs> he, started, he started kicking people out that had beards. He started telling you know, like, I wouldn't have been... That's why I'm like, what the fuck? You clean yourself up before you come and, into my park. Yeah. Mister. From 57 on, they were fucking real harsh until 2000 that's how long it took we were not allowed to have beards mustache any facial hair until 2000 in any disney park is that real <laughs> yes what and the then fuck is in, that in 2000 it relaxed only for mustaches you're allowed to have mustaches and that will come into play later as well but uh 
And then again in 2012, but only for short, inch-long goatees and what they call baby beards, which I assume is like a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Right? Something like that. Inch-long. But I would be kicked out still. I could not work at a Disney place. Oh, you can't beers. work there. Yeah. I thought no, you couldn't no, no, get no, no. in. <laughs> like, they're turning motherfuckers away. Because I like, like that, though. It's like, oh. Yeah, that's him. what I thought the whole time. Out of the line. That was a George Carlin yeah. thing when he's like, out of the line. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Fuck. But <laughs> I thought that would have been like, oh, excuse me, sir. Mm. The fuck do you, you have to put that beard away? Here? You cannot <laughs> carry that beard inside the park. Here's a straight razor. You either kill yourself or cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is a turn on... The, where we talked about the Nazi thing because uh, you said space zombie Nazis or some shit. No, I said <laughs> Nazi uh, head in space. Well, yeah, that's later, but uh, <laughs> um, so apparently it was the exact opposite that he uh, hated communists. He maybe he put on a show, yeah, but he. I feel uh, like you're blocking would your talk face about a lot it. with the microphone. I know. I'm trying to get in. I'm trying to get in. <laughs> um, so. Uh, he would go on the news, you know. He talked to a lot of people. I'm trying. I've tried different. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just there. It's cool. It's fine. Um. Mm. So anyway, uh, he, you know, he'd go on the news a lot. He'd publicly talk about how much he hated what Germany was doing, that kind of shit. You know, again, putting out films that were kind of odd, yeah, and misleading. The Donald Duck one's weird. Yeah. Have you seen that one where he's? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but anyway, he was uh, after that he he started uh like getting in on it like the uh, see something say something kind of thing, and he started calling in a lot of his staff members to the U.S. authorities as possible Marxist agitators, a lot of the studio workers and some of the actors, and uh, they you know launched a strike against him and things like that like for com you know. For communism, right? Or whatever, but yeah, uh, during the whole Red Scare and all that jazz. Yeah, but okay. So let's see. Nineteen. It started in nineteen forty-seven. The Un-American Activities Committee, and uh, they were see they were working to seed out, uh, weed out disloyal U.S. citizens, and uh, they he only turned them in on two conditions, on the grounds that they had no religion. And two that he had that he they had spent a considerable time at the Moscow Art Theater studying direction or something. That was a direct quote from Walt Disney. <laughs> they had no religion, and they spent considerable time at the Moscow Art Theater studying direction or something. Do you see this studying what, the the ideals yeah. of Marxism? But uh, huh. Uh, I I think think that's crazy. Oh, like, that's like your neighbor is like, uh, well, he's got a beard, <laughs> and he don't speak my language, yeah. so he's got to be a terrorist. Uh, <laughs> we have a Terry living next door. Help! But see that there's also a lot of dispute about um, him being friends with a lot of communists, and uh, he was friends with uh, the Soviet Union's Nikita Khrushchev. And uh, she would make a visit, or he or she, I'm not sure, it doesn't say. But they would make official visits uh, to Hollywood with meeting him uh, and going to anti-communist protests and stuff to meet with him, though. So it was like, but she was working for 
the communist government, you know? Right. So, yeah, so it's highly disputed whether... It's like, come here, I want you to see something. Yeah. This would be the safest place and see, there's, to meet. It was supposed to be like she was visiting Disneyland or she yeah. was going to, a, you know, like... She always had... there was Well, that was the main one, I guess, because yeah. they could meet there, probably. Easier than Weird. anywhere else. Okay, so we're on number seven now. So Of how many? <coughs> 17. Okay. <laughs> this is I'll, a hefty one. I'll just let you bang bang those out. Or are no, the other we're, two... We're gonna, the heck? Or are the other two pretty shorter? We can go... We're gonna go hard. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna go two-party. You getting tired? Yeah, uh, no. No, I'm not getting tired. <laughs> we going for a two-hour? We going for two hours a day? Yeah. All right. Okay, so... Number seven, leaving human remains in the park. So, there's been a lot of talk about whether his body was frozen, right? Or his head was frozen. And there's talk about it being in the park and talk about it being sent into space, into (laughs) orbit, you know? How can it be so many places at once? Yeah, (laughs) there's no telling. But, okay, so, there's plenty of evidence. You can look it up and go to his grave. He was cremated, and they, um, they put some of the remains into uh, a uh, urn. 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 <laughs> I'm yearning for an urn. But, oh, that is weird. Oh, let's, let's do second joint. But, um, so anyway, uh, but the, uh, there's spectators that saw um, people around the time of his death and later um that weren't supposed to be in where they were saw uh, people that worked there putting weird powders into some of the water rides. And, uh, you know, there started a lot of speculation that maybe that that was part of his remains, that that's yeah. what they did with the other part that wasn't put in the urine. And uh, so... So they were just, like, spreading him throughout the park? Yeah, is what they thought. And see, earlier, there was a weird thing while he was alive that he, uh, he when he did It's a Small World, you know? Yeah. Um, he kind of did this public, um, like, bring every t- everybody. It was supposed to be a ride that brought all, you know, races together. Right. You know, he's trying to solve racism with a, with a ride with uh, short people. Right. <laughs> That's kind of weird. But... Uh, but at the ceremony, he had people from different countries pour um, l- bits of water from different streams from all over the world into the water of the It's a Small World ride and had this little ceremony about it. And he poured some American water and they, you know, okay. it was very weird. So that's, again, later kind of something he probably would have put in his will. Like, I want to be in, so, in the water rides. I want to be a part of Disney yeah. land and Disney World forever. Right. I'm like, yeah. So that's kind of weird. Not, I believe that he he might be floating around. Yeah, I mean, like, why not? But again, about the cryogenics, why? Uh, I couldn't find any evidence of like why that rumor started. If it wasn't true, there's you know, I really yeah. there's just a lot of evidence that it isn't true. There's not really any signs of why that started. You know? Yeah, because like, and they could be good at hiding. It. I don't know. It was it was Greg. Greg did that. Mm-hmm. I know Greg started that. Started that. <laughs> Steve. Fucking <laughs> Steve. So, oh, 
Oh, I got it right here. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, so Walt Disney wanted to be frozen, he revealed in a 1972 interview. I must have skipped over that earlier. Mm. Okay. And that's, I guess that's what started it. Yeah. He said in the Obviously. interview. Yeah. <laughs> I, I figured it out. Okay. How? <laughs> Why would he have done it? How did it even start? Oh. Oh, wait. Okay. And see, two weeks later after he said that, we actually froze the first man for cryogenics. So. Yeah. Around, Do you know what happened assumed. to him? No. I hope, he, I probably, he probably died. No, nah, he's back. He's back. <laughs> I mean, he's he may have had a disease that we haven't fixed yet. And they're like, okay. man, why wake him up? He'll be yeah. pissed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but who, like, is it weird to be, like, put in charge of the dude, the first dude who was frozen, and just be like, man, I know we're supposed to. He's probably dead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, so next is about uh, a top secret club inside of Disney World. Yep. And, uh,. I don't know about this one. He designed it, but it didn't get fully opened until after his death. And, uh, you, you know, there's, like, cocktails, a five-star restaurant, celebrities, you know, El John would hang out there and shit. It's called Club 33. It was opened in 1967, uh, and it's located inside the resort's New, New Orleans Square. Uh, membership is $12,000 a year at the time. You know, that's a shit ton. Don't you have to be invited I'm sure. Yeah. On top of a $25,000 initiation fee, there's a 15-year waiting list. Yeah. So it opened six months after his death, and, uh, yeah, he never got to see it. How many, of those do you, how many of those reservations do you think Charlie Sheen has? Yeah. I eat at Club 33. Yeah. Every night. <laughs> every night. I love Disney shit. It's like, <laughs> I want Belle's ass in my face every night. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <coughs> so, okay, so another thing um, about the uh, kind of uh, magical manipulation of it, and there was an American Dad episode about it when they went into the uh, theme park and she, like, yeah. baked cookies. So right. it's this guy, Bob McCarthy, he developed a device uh, known as the Smellitzer. Smellitzer. Uh, it's a series of vents and atomizer-like sprays to ensure that uh, guests will be exposed to the right scent. For So it's uh, different scents for different themes of areas, you know, like that. So like Main Street, uh, there's baked cookies. That's where they got that. Okay. From, that is a real thing. They have a fake smell of cookies just in the air Main Street so magical in Magic Kingdom yeah you walk in and the Pirates of the Caribbean you'll be exposed to the, it's tangy salty sea air that they try you know it's a little more humid yeah in that area very weird you know they're trying to make, create atmosphere I get that out the name itself is apparently a play on the military howitzer Hmm. Rather than launching shells, the smellitzer launches smells. <laughs> <laughs> load, so. load the um, uh, the. Ah uh, no, I'm having a block. Oh, I'm stoned. Oh no. Um, oh fuck. Oh, here's the thing about the uh, yeah. So when he poured that water, it was 16 different uh, countries. Yeah. And uh, from the seven seas and main nine major lagoons, uh, so they went. So he had a map of lagoons. That. Yeah, a secret and, uh, map. And and also Pepsi stopped sponsoring them after that. 
They switched to Bank of America. They sponsored ride, ind- individual rides. Yeah. They would open them up, and they'd be a magical thing. Now it's just like, new ride, fuck you. Yeah. It's like, it would just be the We're ceremony. We're another name on it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yourself. Oh, that's crazy. Okay, so... Load up the cinnamon roll mortar. That's where that's where I wanted to go. I'm sorry. That, okay. that was so hard. <laughs> okay, so no, another <laughs> weird thing that's mentioned a lot, I see, about... Um, Cats and geese. So there's there's a ton of cats and geese, like, walking between the alleys and all around and inside Disney World and Disney. Are they animatronics? Disneyland. This one's Disneyland. Okay. And, uh, no, they're real. They're real (laughs) animals. And they're flooding the place. And there's, like, uh, there's a lot of, there was, it was said that in the 70s they had a group of cats that they trained to stay out of the eye of the uh, customers, so they were trained to roam the alleys behind and kill mice. Right. And there was a family of them, and they were never tended to and lost for a long period of time. So it's theorized that that is five generations of cats fucking each other, and there's there's like hundreds of thousands of All cats these now, inbred cats. You see a bunch, but I don't know if you see that many. But there's no telling how many are there because again, well, the original you said hundreds of thousands. Of yeah, cats. I don't know. That's my <laughs> guess. I'm like they are running Disney World goes now. Home. Yeah, and there's no going home. So, nah. but God. Anyway, so the cats and the the geese. There's no reason for them. A lot of people think they're part of the the park, but they kill them and try to take them out all the time and there's tons of them you and they attack customer up yeah. on top of like I uh, guess when Cinderella's it's castle they wait. <laughs> Oh, man. A child sees the head of a goose explode. Yeah. And then oh, he man. loves so, it because uh, our, gen- our children are just... Now, so it's, oh, I, I ran through a bunch of them, actually. Now we're just 17. Oh, were they um, already? Yeah, I was, I was yeah. reading them without naming them out loud. I, uh, yeah. So, uh, this is another another thing. So, uh, <laughs> another thing now. This is another thing. This is the last yeah. thing. This, this is, is the, yeah. this is the another thing. Another thing related to the magic of Disney, right? Mm. Okay, so there's two... Magic or sorcery. Uh, they're paint shades they have set up. Again, in different directions, like uh, different angles of the housing that yeah. you can see. There are different paint shades depending on which way you're walking on streets. Again, to pu- like pull you in, push you shadows and uh, things? Like no, they're painted different colors. Oh. Depend- and they're in directions of the way you're walking. And secondly, there are certain colors that... Uh, that are meant to tell you no in Disney. So anything painted gray or green, they called it uh, "go away green" or "no see them gray," <laughs> and they, that's what uh, Club Thirty Three is painted. Yeah, are those colors too? And that, and it, the the park is set up to lure you into certain areas to spend money to to go in, turn around, and want to get the fuck out. Yeah, and. Uh, just kind of leading you, you know, with the smells and with the colors and the forced perception and like right. they're really controlling what you do in there without you knowing it, you know. But um, anyway, yeah, that's I think that's crazy about the colors. I, I've heard that about like Taco Bell, yeah, that they use colors that were very abrasive and made you want to uh, hurry, eat, and leave again for yeah. turnover, you know. That shit is weird. So they pick hard. a shitty color scheme. <coughs> To be like, oh, I don't want to be in here. I'm going to eat these awful tacos and feel gross and yeah. just go. Okay. In between, I'm doing, I'm doing dabs in between. You're doing dabs and reading. 
which is not like something you do. You don't do dabs and yeah. grab a book. You have a good dab and read. Yeah, dab and read is gonna be our new series. This is the theme song for dab and read. Yep. Perfect. There's a little. I just had a little. I'm just gonna have a little, just a little guy. I'm gonna have just a little, little dab, and then just a little nap, and then I'll wake All up right. and finish the rest. No, I still want. I still want a bowl. Too. You want to pack a bowl? I guess. Yeah, I'll pack a bowl. All right, you ready for a new topic? You don't want to? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not new topic, but it's still kind of mini topic. <coughs> We're hitting some mini topics, which I like this format. I like yeah. going through different little mini topics. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So, um, okay, so this next one, remember the uh, theme park hierarchies? Yeah. Okay, so this one uh, is about this guy who uh, kind of did a tell-all. He worked as a Jack Sparrow in Disneyland for a long time. and He had uh, to have facial hair. That's probably yeah, when they see, changed that. Was that. One, that was one of the things. At the, at the time, they only had mustaches allowed, yeah. and he had to have a goatee. And uh, he was a uh, impersonator before at like fairs, shit like that. Yeah. And uh, but he fought them, you know. He's like, my character has to have it, and that's when they kind of expanded it a little bit. Okay, I don't think the full beards, but this, at least for him. If I guess. you work at Disneyland or Disney World, this man. If you have a beard and work at Disneyland, contact me because <laughs> I want to know. I want to know why I can't be fucking a bearded Aladdin. I'm well, not look anything that's like also him. like a whitewashing thing, and you don't yeah. want to do that. He's supposed to be. I just, I, I want to be magical. You want to be magical, whatever in whatever way I can be. But mm-hmm. you, so, you're yeah. gonna be a Gaston, and you know it. So this is this is some talking about uh, when he first got hired. So mm-hmm. there was 37 people that he was with, uh, and only 15 had been chosen that day, and. Uh, the first thing they told him when they got hired as Jack Sparrows was about horny women coming on to them. And they were very worried about little girls, too, because uh, that's just, a, you know, it's yeah. just a very handsome man talking to you. It's like, oh! <laughs> it's like, and under, you know, even 17, I mean, that's not a little girl. That's, you know, like, she's, yeah. she's knowing what she's doing. It's like, right. But, so but that still pushed a, a no lot go. of issues. Yeah. Again, if you work at Disneyland or Disney World, <laughs> listen. You probably already had the horny lady talk. And it's like the one of the first things they told him when they got hired was about Esmeralda from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. She's like, she's a slut. <laughs> like, she's very flirtatious. And they fi- eventually fired her because of that shit. She, uh, uh, get, you know, get it'd be drunk men grabbing her ass and shit, and she'd provoke it, and they, you know, like just kind of. Stuff like that. Fuck. The first uh, male character he saw pulled was Tarzan because he wore a little flap over his dick and butt, and it's like his butt was hanging out, and just dude, everybody would grab his ass. I guess. Yeah. All the girls would grab his ass and like uh, leave him notes, you know, like uh, and numbers and yeah. shit like that. So and he got taken him. away. They just yeah, took him out of the park again because he's probably like, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. like kids are. They're like, we're not gonna have a target. Like, this is like <laughs> dancing bears, some yeah. strip, some Chippendales, <laughs> and Chippendale right over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we already have enough Chippendale at yeah. this park, dude. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, the first one of the first things they told him was to tone it down. To tone down the uh, sexuality of cool. Jack Sparrow. Yeah. So it's like they. Uh, anyway, he related it uh, to acting like Jack, like uh, like Keith Richards. Yeah. You know, he's like, uh, you should, 
you should uh, don't be flirtatious. See women as trouble. As far as the alcohol goes, goes, don't even mention drinking. Uh, and he's like, but the the song, there's a song in it that's all about drinking, about yeah. rum and stuff like that. And, you know, so he broke the rules a little bit. He would say, uh, you know, he would say rum. He would yeah. sing the actual song and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, there's a mustache thing. He's uh, talking about that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we don't need to know about that. We, we talked about, about that. that. You got the goatee. He fought know? for your rights. You yeah. got to go on. Um, and, you know, little things like he had a MySpace page. It's Jack Sparrow that they uh, wouldn't let him keep. And he wasn't allowed to uh, uh, dress up as Jack Sparrow at certain places if he was making money. That was right. the thing. If he, if he did it for money, he wasn't allowed to. And if he was in the park without a suit on, he wasn't allowed to say... Uh, I'm Jack Sparrow. Who's like, allowed yeah. to say I'm friends with Jack Sparrow? That's right. what they told him to say. I thought that was very weird. Well, yeah, they have a way that they have to conduct themselves to keep the the magic alive. Mm. <laughs> I just said. Mm. So anyway, so they had okay. So the hierarchy they mm-hmm. had um, kind of a different. Um, Levels they had face characters like uh, Jack, Aladdin, Mad Hatter, people without masks and yeah. suits on, and then they had fuzzies, and oh. uh, and then they had uh, um, vending vendors and security guards. They got Vin Diesel's. Like Vin Diesel's. <laughs> they got Vin Diesel's. They got Vin Diesel's. Don't up even in this start park. on Vin Diesel's. Get me that egg in a vest. Oh man. So anyway, the hierarchy was like. Uh, it didn't care. They didn't matter about your background. If you were hot, basically, yeah. you'd stand in line. If you were hot, they'd pick you for a face character, and you were a manager. <laughs> like it didn't matter <laughs> okay. your background. You were allowed to yell at everybody in the park. The face characters were over all the vendors, all of the, um, you know, everybody but the man, but the top, the upper management. Okay. You know, so like, like the the more attractive you are, so like your jazz position and yeah. Like, yeah, they were allowed to bitch at everybody. The fuck are you doing? You know these hot dogs just are supposed actors. to be cooked <laughs> yeah. at 300 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they get people fired because they could directly contact upper management. So mm. they, if they didn't like you your fucking hot dogs Scott? that day. Do you, yeah. want <laughs> exactly. you want me to call Scott? It's just fucked up. And then the fuzzies, I guess, were a little bit lower than them. Dude, they were a little bit so uglier. so funny to watch, to watch uh, like an Aladdin <laughs> yeah, give a goofy know. some shit. <laughs> yeah. The fuck Dude. are you thinking, Chad? Yeah. <laughs> Oh god, dude! I can't believe that shit. So it's like if you were a little bit uglier, they threw in some fucking costume. It's like, you know, you were still allowed to bitch at the hot dog guy, but yeah. you weren't allowed to bitch anybody else. So it's like, well, gosh, I wish you would have cooked this yeah. a little bit better. And so that was oh, an man. awful goofy. I'm sorry. And then the oh, low, you know, the better. lowest ones. Oh, I guess they. Kiss my ass. And it's fucked up to think like that. It's like. Uh, it's like you're ugly, so we run the hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're hot, you're on stage, and you get to bitch it. You got the guy that should have been playing Quasimodo. Dude, Quasimodo you know there was some hot dog vendors that had management experience. Yeah. You know there was some that they could have had in a bigger position, but fuck, you know. Well, but uh, Jonathan had to work at like Disney royalty. You know, yeah. like everywhere they went inside the park because they they uh, let them have hotels that were close to the park that were Disney hotels so it's yeah. like they live there and they they have uh, 
these you know about the underground you know about the the, the Disney jail and the stuff sketchy that's sketchy tunnels and there's a lot the, they say the Lion King theme They're, that is literally their statement the Lion King soundtrack is playing on repeat in Disney jail so you're like sitting there ah, I'd be down with that I'd do it though I'd love that soundtrack I'd but be fine with it it's something like that's creepy the though Disney jail like, yeah. especially when it gets to be prepared they don't do any I guess they they keep you there if, they say if you're a kid they call your parents and yeah. if you're an adult they uh, contact someone to meet you at the park and take you away yeah but apparently uh, but it, also there's there's some uh, cool shit about the underground parts of Disney because there's tons of tunnels there's warehouses there are uh, pharmacies. There are ERs inside of Disney, and some of them are underground, and some of them are in those fake houses. There's some like your stores, and there's some stores that are a huge building on yeah. top, and they just look funny yeah. and fun. And some of those are ERs and emergency places for uh, the community. There's a pharmacy for drugs. There's a shopping wow. place for them underground. The warehouse is underground where they. They call it like, like a shopping place for the people that work there. Yeah, like with like damaged goods and stuff from Disney, real cheap. Okay, and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, there's like a living quarters really close to all the places. So like they, Fuck. so they live their entire lives there. Like they live all day inside of Disney in the world of magic. So like that leads. You know, he starts talking about like, you know, it's like the day that. Uh, because they're fucking hot and they're making a lot of yeah. money and everybody's fucking, so it's like uh, the day like Aladdin and Jasmine would have a have some beef and then Jasmine yeah. would have a fucking breakdown and they'd have to write her out of the script like uh you know on the spot like yeah. they'd be like no she's not she's fucking freaking out yeah. like do something he's like Jasmine is it here to do whatever yeah. they had to make up some shit right. a lot when people had problems and they'd have to schedule backups because they they couldn't replace these people they had went through so so many people to find the people that looked exactly like they would look in real life yeah and so all their backups kind of were fucked. They, they didn't yeah. look good. They didn't look real. And the kids want to see the real thing. They want them to be so, they, you know, you don't want your yeah. princesses to be like, oh, I want to be you. You know, it's yeah. like they wanted them to be, you know, the fucking Jersey Shore of the fuck, There's the Hollywood yeah. of the Disney world, right. you know. And so they couldn't replace them. They couldn't fire them. So they had to listen to whatever they fucking said. And they Gotta had to fire whoever to they said. And, you know, they'd take them out of the script, put it in a backup, and then she'd be back in two days no matter what. Right. It's like, she has to be. There's no one else that could do it. So it's like these kind of like tenure teachers. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted because they were they looked the part. Yeah. You know? And they just, oh, dude, it's so crazy. Do you crazy. think they make good money? They, well, at the time, I don't know about now. Yeah. But, I mean, people go to school for mascots and shit. Now they have yeah. a Disney school to train you to be a mascot now. But at those times, it was just... Whoever was the hottest, <laughs> like, Damn. you know, it was a lot of actors that yeah. got the parts. I suppose just before the skits and stuff. But you know, he uh, the Jack dude would get like all these drunk women. Give you know, it's like I'll give you a blowjob on your break. Like here's my, you know, here's my number. Call me. It's like don't look when my husband's looking. It's like and he get uh, he got a girl that's like eight, 18 yesterday. He gave him his room number. He would get underage girls. Like there's some just borderline Ew. like oh. Okay. Ew. But see, that's exactly what they, you know. They warned him about that. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a thing that happens. So, um, yeah, dude, that's insane. Um, let me scroll down. <laughs> that reminds me of the time, like, in L.A. when we'd be, I like, like 
on Hollywood Boulevard and we'd see all the impersonators hanging out together. Yeah. Like, so you'd have this string of, like, uh, Johnny Depp impersonators that were all just different Johnny Depps in different movies. Like, you'd have the one guy that was just supposed to be Johnny Depp, but then you'd have, like, a Mad Hatter. You'd yeah. have uh, the Jack Sparrow. You'd have, like, who else? Uh, um, the Willy Wonka. And Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, you'd have those, and then all the Michael Jacksons from different eras would hang out together. I didn't like the di- different eras of Michael Jacksons. Like, he could have been there that many yeah. times. I, won't play. I guess the same thing about Johnny Depp. It's just but. like, I just saw 70s Michael Jackson down there, and I'm already a white woman yeah. Michael Jackson from 2001. <laughs> I don't know why. Time machines. <laughs> Next subject. Time machines. Yeah? No. Oh. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close up real long. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we're on to Muppets. Muppets. Did they cause nine eleven? I'm gonna say that's that's <coughs> so okay. That's it's pushing kind it. of a throw. <laughs> it's kind of a, a throw off from you know. It's a crazy. It's a funny kind of conspiracy. Yeah. But it made me think about some things. You know, I they didn't come. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, still, it made me think about a few <laughs> interesting <laughs> things I liked. So. All right. <coughs> so let's see here. I'm to sip beer. Water. Oh, it's so much dead air. It's so much dead air. We're losing viewers. They're gone. Oh, They're gone now. Not that. We'll take Everybody's that out. gone. Everybody's left. They've checked out on us. Oh man, Toby, you've ruined us. We well, can't damn. ever make podcasts again. That was just like a dab break, but I wasn't dab. Yeah, there, but there was nothing. It was dead air. They they what click away. They're, they're so fickle. I was <laughs> I was having a sip because my mouth was quite dry. All right, well, edit that out. Oh man, I'm gonna have to do some heavy editing. Here we go. All right, so to begin, Kermit the Frog, Dick. <laughs> what do you think about Kermit the Frog, bro? So anyway. Um, the first loose theory is the first time they show any involvement mm. uh, was they showed involvement. Well, no, no, no. The first time something was coincidentally mentioned okay. was in the very Muppet, very merry Muppet Christmas. <laughs> very merry Muppet Christmas. And, uh, Everybody knows that song. Yeah, uh, David Arquette was in it. Yeah, that's random. He wrote that. But song. anyway, so it showed one. Uh, it showed one scene through a window. When Kermit, they did kind of a "It's a Wonderful Life" on him, like took him back without his on you know, Kermit, yeah. <laughs> and like uh, before he was taken through that, he uh, uh, the twin towers weren't in his window, <laughs> you know. And then when he was taken through it, they were. So it was like implying that if Kermit the Frog didn't exist, that the twin towers wouldn't have fell, you know. So that's that's that was a stupid little sign. And they put out many things like this, like, right before they're like, Cookie Monster eating the Twin Towers, shit like that. It's very weird. And that's b- right before that happened? Yeah. What year did that book come out? I don't know. No, that was a movie. Oh, that's from the movie? Yeah. Oh, no. That was a movie. But You guys. Uh, so, there was just a lot of weird things. There was uh, Bert. You remember Bert? Bert Nerdy from Sesame Bert. Street? So, uh... 
there's a there's a connection between uh, their lives because of uh, Kermit. Uh, Kermit was on uh, Sesame Street uh, as an entertainer, as an actor. Okay. And uh, so it's believed their universes. That's where they cross over right there. Is that everyone on Sesame Street is real, and uh, the play like Kermit and his friends were musicians and actors. So it's it's wondered whether what what they talked about was uh, who they were in their actual life, if they're acting for the Sesame Street people, the the real people, the struggling people in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so Bert has been seen weirdly in all these uh, Bin Laden. Uh, pictures of, of Osama bin Laden and things like that. Yeah, and it's it, it is the real puppet. Like you could say it, it was uh, put in there and stuff yeah. like that. Sure, but it's like at protests, like on the news when they're scanning through, it'll be a Bert in the back of the Osama bin Laden. And it's it's a real puppet there that that was there at some of the pictures with wow. them and stuff like that. And they would go meet with people that's, all over that's the world. Weird. You know? There's one right there. There's a one a scan. You see the picture with the little vert in the back, <laughs> but that's. So that's you would so say that strange. was put in, but why would the Al Qaeda people put Bert in? The, that yeah. was like a sign they were yeah. holding. Bert. You see what I'm saying? Just why would they put Laden. it in there? That's so strange. Do you think they just liked what you know? Like Sesame Street. Why? Why they, is it so cryptic? Yeah, they went and unnecessary. All over the world, though, like they, they didn't have uh, to do that. They Even met, if they had involvement, why would they do that? Yeah, yeah, they didn't. Yeah, I don't understand. But but see, like they would go all over the world. They would go unless they're saying that uh, these Muppets are actual like entities. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's just it's like more about real the people puppets. that that run the puppets. The same people were in control of those same puppets everywhere they went. It wasn't a different guy that would run Kermit oh. when he went across the world. So you think to Osama meet... bin Laden? No, did, uh, no, or, no. Or... <laughs> <laughs> did Bert? Oh shit! No, but it was the same people hired to do those Hashtag puppets. Hashtag Osama so is Bert. When, when one of them would get invited to meet the, you know, they would go all over the world and meet leaders. They would be allowed in places that uh, literally CIA agents weren't allowed. To take pictures in countries that U.S. citizens weren't allowed because they were popular and they liked them, and so the huh. guy who ran the puppet was allowed to go into these countries and you know going into these mansions and places of princes and things yeah. that they weren't allowed in the country of just because they were Kermit or just because they were Big Bird and okay. shit, you know. So the people were allowed access, heavy access. That's so, so weird. The Muppets crew. What the fuck is that about? Were given number of. Uh, like above CIA level international passes many many times over the years you know so that they were allowed to originally it was for like meeting celebrities and stuff like that but then like leaders wanted to meet them and like they got very popular you know I would really you know I'd really just like to meet Bert <coughs> yeah and, and ask him yeah. ask him if he, he was with Osama <laughs> okay so another thing about uh, Elmo's father the guy who ran Elmo's father um he okay so this one's this one's just weird so uh right right before right during a war right see, during a war right during the war I don't know <laughs> I'm going I'm going I'm going loose on it okay so <laughs> we're just uh, around broad two, it was in 2001 it was before September 11th though okay and uh 
the the father, the guy who ran that puppet, um, mysteriously disappeared three days before uh, 9-11. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the day... Or no, three days... Oh, no, it was three days before Saddam Hussein was executed. The, some, uh, the September 11th was... Uh, he got hired soon after. Uh. So he disappeared a few days before Saddam Hussein uh, was killed. And he only announced to his family that he was being deployed, and everyone assumed that meant for the military, but he never specified. And uh, this dude was crazy. And he uh, he wrote a lot of books and traveled the world, and he was a politician, uh, an underground politician. And that's, that's originally how he got the access to become a politician, was uh, working with fucking... The Muppets and shit, hmm. and Sesame Street, and uh, so that went on. He is uh, also the person who made the Tickle Me Elmos. He worked on that with another guy. So and, this is the guy uh, that used to do the voice of Elmo. No, no, the first one was uh, Elmo's dad, okay. the guy who did the voice and held the puppet. Okay, and uh, and he worked with the guy who did Elmo and the guy who worked on the Tickle Me Elmo uh, toy. You know. Okay, so this guy's son is Elmo. Played in Elmo. the world, yeah. yeah, in the world, yeah. But so the guy who uh, he worked with that made the um, the Tickle Me Elmos was uh, he was a renowned uh, engineer and a physics major, and he made the microchips for it, and mm-hmm. uh, he, he pretty much designed you know the entire thing. Uh, he was a former aerospace employee, math prodigy, you know, like he was a genius. And uh, he designed it to move and the animatronics and things behind that. And uh, there was a lot of weird talk about, uh, like he was allowed to move mass numbers of unregistered uh, electronic equipment across the country without being questioned because he was working uh, with the Tickle Me Elmos. And so there would be, uh, there would just be numbers and numbers of they would just let him pass, you know, because he wow. they knew uh, they knew it was related with, you know. Yeah. And uh, so there was tons of trucks that weren't counted, and they never knew where they went. And there was a uh, there was a shipment delivered to a, a warehouse, really close to the Olympic Park bombing, right before it. Yeah. That wasn't a warehouse that made toys that was evacuated soon mm. before. So it had been sent to a warehouse, one, you know, one of the first ones on record that they didn't make Tickle Me Elmo's there, you know? Damn. And again, if it was a, why wouldn't they send it to the warehouse or have a, or why wouldn't they still be there, you know, yeah. after? Things like that. Shit. And so they, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about that, about him being uh, part of the Unabomber thing. Uh, right. Because he, he was right, he was right there and he had all the equipment, all this unmarked, un. not looked at electronic equipment and he was an aerospace designer knew how to make bombs and it was just you know maybe a weird coincidence but very strange the last one on here is uh, Big Bird okay so another weird thing oh shit you know uh, Big Bird into some weird shit yeah well one one weird thing about him was the uh, that he was he's a big ass bird like he's just I'm just kidding he was real he's a big bird but uh, feathery not, motherfucker. He, the the person who was in Big Bird and running Big, not in Big Bird, but running Big Bird. Uh, no, there's somebody. I mean, it's a suit. I thought it was. A, it was not a big puppet. Somebody. No, it, somebody's in there. It's mm-hmm. just like one of their hands is working the head. 
Oh, okay. And the other hand is static, or oh, someone cool. else is moving it. Yeah, okay. But anyway, Big Bird was supposed to be on the Challenger, relating to your thing, right? Uh, 1986, and uh, he was there and allowed, again, access to extremely uh, top secret places on NASA's area, you know? And they announced that he was going with them, was there for days before. They let him stay there, that he was there for days before, and... uh, at the last minute, the day of, they uh, decided that he was too tall to ride the Challenger and that he it would be uh, problematic for his suit to be in there. Because they're trying to do publicity right. kind of thing. And they said he was too raw, too uh, tall to ride in it. And then, boom! Yeah. Right? So you think that he crossed some wires? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'll show you too tall. Oh. That was weird. What was that? That was a Roomba. Talking to this. Damn, Roomba. That's freaky. See, yeah, maybe they're under- it was getting spooky. Maybe they then- know. Yeah, what the? F- <clears throat> I gotta sum this up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all these, all these, uh, you know, connections between where they're allowed and stuff like that. And lastly, we have the rainbow connection. Okay, you remember that song? Someday you'll find it. The rainbow um, so, connection. Uh, the rider. Of the Rainbow <laughs> Connection, right, is uh, Paul Williams, mm-hmm. Paul L. Williams. Do you know his works and stuff like that? No, but I, yeah, I know that he wrote that. Okay, song. Uh, he's a writer, and guess what his books are about? I'll read you a few names of his books: uh, Islam, <laughs> <laughs> Al Qaeda, Operation Gladio, Exposed. Like, I read through just a tiny bit of them, yeah. and they're, they're radical, radicalist theory books and things like that. And there's, uh, people have just found connections in between his songs and uh, Bible verses and things like that. They uh, they match up to the uh, beginning of Genesis, Yeah, the way he's writing, and the it's, it's not even a coded out, it's just like... Uh, stupid translate. It's just a simplistic translation yeah. of a few verses, and uh, guess what the last verse ends on? What? Genesis nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the rainbow connection. Yeah. Okay. And hmm. so he was a radicalist Islam that worked with a lot of people the, a lot of people that worked with the Muppets and the yeah, Sesame Street. Yeah, worked closely with Jim were, Henson, right? They were engineers. They were uh, aerospace de- designers. They mm-hmm. were fucking geniuses running these stupid puppets allowed into places that the CIA couldn't get to Damn. at some very strange times. Crazy. Crazy. There it is. That, that's Damn. my kids' conspiracies. <laughs> I've been waiting to talk about it all week with you, baby. Nice. <laughs> It's, it's, I don't know if I can actually put this up as kids <laughs> conspiracy. No, you don't have to say that. I don't know what to because that'll seem weird. Yeah, uh, kids will find it, and they're yeah. not supposed to oh, find kids, this show. Conspir- oh. I'm a kid. These are good conspiracies. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so uh, maybe childhood conspiracies. Maybe or um, uh, Sesame Street Smith Sesame Week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sesame uh, Creep. A- I should uh, work for one of those tabloids. <laughs> Sesame Street or Sesame Bin Laden. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. 
This is fun. All right. Well, thank you, Toby. That was a great first topic from you. Next week, I will do the topic. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, We'll have another drink and another joint. Uh, You can get at us on YouTube and leave us a good um, review on podcasts. Yeah, yeah, let us know what kind of of topics you would like us to go over. We can't just make all these up on top of our head. Damn. Yeah, that's a lot of work. So just get at us and tell us what you want us to do. Um, you can email us your topics at lucidproductionspresents at gmail.com. Um, and as always, we've got uh, some Xena art. Some Xena art. Yeah. So check that some out. Stuff. And uh, happy yeah. anniversary, Toby. Yep. Love you too. <laughs> that's bye. You can tell him bye. Oh, I, 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 I didn't mean it. You didn't mean bye. it. You gotta tell me about <laughs> it.